1: Messy Situations, it's a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola.
0: So basically, I ended up having a kid, even though, fuck kids, I never wanted to have a kid. And I am like, I'm the ratchet bitch that has like plan B, like in a Pez dispenser. But here's the thing. During the pandemic, I bought a house and moved in with my sister. And my sister like totally catfished me. Like the second we bought the house, she's like, surprise, I'm pregnant, bitch. And I'm like, what the fuck? This bitch used real estate to get me to be her baby daddy.
2: Welcome back to Messy Situations. I'm your host, Kane Sarhan.
1: And I'm your co-host, Michelle Promalego.
2: And this is the podcast where we break down and break through all of life's messes, always starting with ourselves and I should say ourselves but I actually mean my fucking messy self because
1: I was <laughs> I was gonna say that but I felt kind of bad I was gonna be like the podcast where we break down messes starting with kings uh,
2: <laughs> there
1: has been a disproportionate number of your messes I feel like I'm not holding up my end of the bargain as your co-host
2: uh, I don't even know where to start <laughs>
1: I am bracing because this sounds like a very angsty, potential, messy situations admission that's about to happen. So, well, I just take a deep (laughs) breath. Take a deep breath.
2: So, I literally came running from the subway late for our recording today because I was at the doctor's office getting tested for monkeypox.
1: You're fucking
2: kidding me right please tell me i kidding. am no that's exactly what my husband was saying when i was texting him also like i'm gonna call a divorce lawyer was second to the, his text i feel like oh Fuck my gay. god and he didn't say that i'm kidding but i know for anyone living under a rock who, who doesn't know monkeypox is a form of the smallpox vaccine which is currently running rampant through surprise surprise the gay community In large urban cities, specifically cities like New York, where I live. And London, where I just was for gay pride. And also Spain, where you were, right? And Spain, where I was, too. God damn you're, it. You're right. I literally was on the Monkey pox tour. I was on the Monkey Pox you tour. You were
1: on the Monkey Pox tour. Uh,
2: so, listen.
1: Okay, keep, keep so explaining listen, this one, so, for folks out there living under a rock. So,
2: and Monkey Pox is a form of smallpox. It manifests in these horrible blisters all over your body. And now, listen. I'm going to look up to the sky, and I'm going to thank... The Lord because what happened is starting last week I was on vacation in the south of France and I noticed I'm gonna show you the screen a little band-aid on my hand I noticed a small little what looked like callus on the side of my hand and I was like hmm that's weird I don't know what that is you know I hit myself I'm klutzy you know something on my hand whatever but in my back of my brain I was like hmm I've known about monkeypox. I know it shows up on hands and feet and face. I was just in London for gay pride. I actually wasn't a huge whore. So I wasn't like, you know, in orgies or anything because I was, I've been petrified of this damn thing. But I was dancing at bars. I was definitely making out with some guys. I definitely was like in Soho House with like 700 people grinding for like six hours. It transfers by sex. It transfers by skin to skin contact. You know what? I'm just gonna be safe. I'm gonna put a band on it but I have you know the symptoms fever headache chills nothing zero nada nothing have felt So you just had this, spot I had on this your spot. Hand. and then Wednesday comes around and I have some tenderness around my groin which is the lymph nodes swelling of your groin and I had started having an unexplainable pain in my ass like, like aching in- sort of like shocky stingy pain and so I start Looking, and this is very much a sign of monkeypox, but it's because you get the lesions on your asshole. And so I start inspecting, quite detailed, if I tell you how many photos of my asshole are currently on my iPhone, (laughs) petrified, (laughs) um, and I don't have anything that you can see. I don't have anything, I don't have anything, but I'm having this aching, I'm telling Danny. Obviously, like the moment I had the thing on my hand, he's like, don't touch me, but this is the thing. Actually, you know what's so fucked up is the reason this is running rampant in America is because some dozens of years ago, I don't know the exact number, 20, 30 years ago, we eradicated smallpox. So, my generation, and maybe your generation, Michelle, not to say that you're a different generation than me, but we did not get the smallpox vaccine. Did you get the smallpox vaccine?
1: No. See, I'm I'm younger than you think. You're younger?
2: No, <laughs> I, I didn't know when it stopped. But people who are born in other countries, i.e. like Venezuela, where my husband was born, got the smallpox vaccine. He has immunity. But I mean, let's see, he got the smallpox vaccine 30 years ago. He's now going to get tested to make sure it's still active, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, we haven't even got to the point that you can't get a fucking vaccine in New York City, in the U.S., The whole vaccine mandate makes the covid vaccine rollout look like a fucking Olympic gold medal and logistics organization. Like literally they've released seven thousand vaccines in all of New York, even though we've had this vaccine for 50 years. And like they just like put it on a dusty shelf and can't fucking find it or something.
1: Exactly. Because I heard in the news that they were going to give the monkeypox vaccine to people who were obviously like the most vulnerable but they clearly don't have any rollout plan and they clearly don't have enough like you said put it on a dusty shelf and this is how we get caught sorry for saying this with our pants no with
2: our pants down and listen and they are in new york they're giving it out only to men who sleep with men infections are like 90 some percent with men who sleep with men i have this pain in my ass the whole vacation it's like putting a cramp on our style but it's just like weird pain i'm like getting through it i check like 50 times a day, no lesions, no lesions, nothing's going on. Finally, we got back yesterday. You know, I've had this band-aid on my hand. It's, by the way, it's like not like a gross, pussy, nasty thing. It literally looks like a callus on my hand. I'm looking at the photos online. They all have like these like juicy, nasty zits and all this stuff. And I'm like... I don't think this is it, but you know what? I'm just going to be safe. I'm going to book myself a fucking appointment. And I walk in and I show her my hand and she literally walks out of the room, comes back in in full hazmat gear. No. And she's like, that looks like a lesion, but it's weird that you only have one. She strips me down. She's digging in my butthole. She's looking all over my body. She's looking all over my junk. She's like... You only have one. That's all you have. She's like, but your lymph nodes are swollen. You know, you have this pain in your butt. She's like, let me look up in you and see if there's any in there. Nothing. And she's like, it's either something that looks just like a monkeypox thing that just is weird and i'm not sure what it is or you're like the luckiest monkey box person ever because you have like one fucking thing on your hand
1: but what are the i have so many questions first of all you never want your doctor to come back into the room in a hazmat suit Uh, by the way she was like the most amazing
2: human she was so nice she like made me feel so safe she kept she didn't want me to feel like a fucking freak like she was so nice so like Of course, no, she's following protocol, of course.
1: It's just like as the person who's there being checked out, like it's just not what you want to happen. But did she say it can start like this and remain like this for like a week and then explode? Or is it more like it happens all at once? So this
2: is the thing about monkeypox that's so fucked up. You start showing symptoms somewhere between five and 21 days. So the incubation period is fucking forever. I started showing symptoms last Tuesday. So the fact that over the past week, I haven't had more things develop. I could show more up to like 10 to 14 days. By the way, this is all fucking estimates. You know, they're figuring out things are happening. So the fact that I haven't had any more show up, maybe I might have a couple more. Who knows? Maybe it's going to burst into 500. They don't know. But she's like... Odds are you only have had one. You've had this one for like a week. Even this one is like really small. You know, it seems like you're not going to. Now, what they also say is she's like, I'm like, well, what do you do for me? And she's like, nothing. So there's zero treatment? Well, she's like, if you have severe, like hundreds of them on you, they're like, up in your ass so much that you like can't go to the bathroom if they're all over your face and body there's like a T-pox treatment for like severe severe cases they have to request it from like the Department of Health there's like a whole like application period to prove that or application to, like prove your fucking monkey pox are the worst
1: but I have a question like on the level of like 1 to 10 in terms of your anxiety about it oh, like oh it's where at a 12
2: I'm like at a 12 I'm, I'm, because it's highly transmissible the good thing is because I only have this one if it's bandaged and I'm not giving it to anyone right it can be transmitted from a respiratory perspective but it's like heavy respiratory exposure i have to be like making out with you breathing down your throat like up in your face you know what i mean i'm i'm not doing that with anyone besides danny we're being very safe but if i have like a bunch of these on my body the pus touches you you can get them very bad so like it's super fucking painful people are talking about i have like the aching and like my stuff but like my pain isn't crazy but like the horror stories you're hearing of how fucking painful it can be and how miserable. So I'm just like waiting. you know. I, it just like I don't have perfect skin, so I get like little bumps sometimes and stuff. So now every time any little thing is showing up on my skin, I'm freaking the fuck out.
1: Of course. That's, that's completely natural. And the thing is about when monkeypox started hitting headlines like a month ago or two months ago, and any one of us who like looked at the gruesome pictures, it's not generally a fatal virus, no, no, right? No. Like so that's, that's the good news, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very low risk of dying, especially if you're you know, healthy and know how to take care of yourself, which obviously is a co-founder of The Well, you do know. But it's more, and I hate to say this, pain yes but from a vanity standpoint it's like dermatological nightmare
2: and scarring and just also it's one of those things that I feel like people are judgy about like it almost is like some people are scared of it and there's like I don't know there's like a weird stigma about it I feel like
1: well it goes back we talked about this where I brought this up and you were actually thanking me for being an ally to the gay community But it's true because there is a stigma because it's yet another thing. And yes, behaviorally driven maybe, but again, could happen to anybody. Like I could have been on that dance floor with you at Soho House. There were tons of girls there. It could have happened to me. It's just, yikes. All right, listen, we're going to put the good vibes out there because you're doing all you can. There's nothing you can do right now except get tested, be safe about who you're in contact with, Try to take some deep breaths and like not put your system into overdrive. You're going to be fine.
2: I'm going to be fine. I'm embarrassed and in a little bit of pain, but if that's the worst of it, I'm blessed.
1: You definitely don't need to be embarrassed. In fact, you know, the positive side is you have a very active social and intimate life. (laughs) And you know what? That's a good thing.
2: That's a good thing. That's the best definition of a whore I've ever heard in my life. (laughs)
1: Once again, you took one for the team, for Team Messy Situations, and there you go. You can't outdo yourself from here, so I need to step it up. I'm retiring, I'm done with social. I need to have a more active social life so that I can bring something to the table. But in the meantime, we have a great guest. When we come back from this break, we will introduce her. I can't wait to speak to her. Okay, we are back with our guest on this week's Messy Situations. I want to introduce Helen Hong. She's a comedian, actress, and podcaster. Her comedy special, Well Hong, get it well hong is now streaming That's what it ties on amazon prime all the gay stuff we we're just talking about yeah exactly mm. she's your kind of girl well hong <laughs> um, is now streaming on amazon prime and you might also know her from npr's wait wait don't tell me podcast because she's a regular panelist on that hi helen
0: hi hi i've been listening in and just gasping <laughs> and and a little jealous <laughs> of like kane I'm so sorry this is happening to you but also I'm so happy that you had fun getting to this point of possible (laughs) monkeypox because like my sex life to be honest you already described it when you said um, it's on a dusty shelf somewhere that's my (laughs) sex life like my vagina is just on a dusty shelf somewhere and nobody can find it that's my sex life and you were like talking about like and then I was a niece and then I was like at this club grinding on 700 and I was just like Salivating.
2: I was like, oh my god, tell me
1: <laughs> exactly. more. Exactly. Tell me we're more. I'm like, exactly I'm like see mm, enviable. Yeah. Pain, enviable. Totally. Yeah. I'm just like, oh
2: man. And on the note of your dusty badge, it is the perfect intro to the messy situation that we're gonna talk about today. You know, I think anyone who I mean, I've known you for a total of 90 seconds, yes. but you don't seem like a woman who would not have a sex life. In fact, you I, seem thank you. the exact opposite. Thank you. But your sex life. Is impeded by a life situation, not of your doing, not of your decision making.
0: Such bullshit.
2: (laughs) Such bullshit. But something that I think a lot of people, both parents and non-parents, will be interested to hear about. So let's jump in. We're talking dusty vag. Helen, how long has the vag been dusty?
0: oh my god I don't think I've had sex since b- the before times like before COVID before the
2: pandemic oh yes, wow I know
0: and I joke about this in my special Well Hong thank you for giving it a plug Well Hong so I taped that special like a full year ago in June of 2021 so it was still like still the pandemic was really happening like now yeah. it's like loosened up and it's like things are opening back up and people are taking more risks and you know the variants are less homicidal like there's less death risk for catching yeah. COVID these days. So people are just looser about it. But in June of 2021, it was still like scary times. And I was talking then in one of the jokes that I have in the special is like, I can't believe how many people were hooking up like, quote unquote, going on dates during the pandemic. Like I had a bunch of friends who were like, oh, I, w- I had a date last night. I'd be like, oh, my God, you're dating during the pandemic, like peak quarantine. Like, how are you doing it? And they're like, oh, we have FaceTime dates. And I'm like, what What does that mean? Like, are you cam girls? Each other, you're just showing each other body parts and like jerking off, like jerking off together. And they're like, No, Helen, stop being such a trash bag. No, we're like talking, we're talking and getting talking to know VNC. each other. And I'm like, uh, A gas, I'm like, What. You're talking. That's not a date. That's like a fucking pen pal yeah. that you're doing over there. That's like a Zoom like, meeting. That's a, exactly. That's a That's not a date. Like talking is the worst part of dating. At one point, are you like sticking things in things? Come on. Yes. Exactly. That's the whole point. <laughs> that's the whole point of sticking body parts into other body parts. Like when do you do that? And they're like never. And I'm like fuck that shit.
1: No fuck way. That like, shit. Exactly.
0: Cares? Like. I don't even talk to the friends I I have now. I think
1: there were like a few people who were going on actual dates because I think they, again, took the calculated risk that it's like, I think loneliness is going to kill me before this fucking COVID virus. But you didn't do any of that, Helen. I didn't do any of
0: that because I'm a germaphobe and I'm already like, ew, I hate touching hands.
2: Definitely not touching Kane's hands. Fucking rude, okay? How many jokes are going to come out of this, huh? <laughs> I mean, she's already on like number seven. Just
1: trying to lighten the mood. But Helen, here's the thing. You managed to have a kid without having sex. And it wasn't because it was a surrogate or adoption or anything like that.
0: I ended up having a kid without any of the fun parts of having a kid. I know. No. And by
2: the way, without any desire or intention to have a kid, no?
0: Exactly, exactly. So basically, I ended up having a kid, even though, fuck kids, I never wanted to have a kid. And I am uh, like, I'm the ratchet bitch that has like plan B, like in a Pez dispenser on my night table, okay? that's See, the that's her that brand. I,
2: I would never expect Dusty Vagina. Plan B, Pez dispenser? All day. Dusty to Vagina? No.
0: Totally. I'm the type of bitch, like, I'm a stand-up comic, and so I go on the road all the time. Like, the second my plane lands, I fire up the Tinder, and I'm like, ooh, what's what's Kansas City got to offer? Like, what kind of oh what kind hell of the and same vag... fucking
2: person. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what kind
0: of goodies are in Kansas City? By the way, there's not that many goodies in Kansas City. Just <laughs> FYI. But, like, nope. the goodies that are available, I'm like, ooh, what's going on? Like, like what kind of dick and badge can I get in Kansas City? Like, that's the ratchet bitch that I'm at. But here's the thing. During during the pandemic I bought a house and moved in with my sister and my sister like totally catfished me like the second we bought the house she's like surprise I'm pregnant bitch and what? I'm like what oh my God, God? what what so basically I'm fine with living alone I am like an introvert like I don't like I only want to see people when I'm like telling them jokes or fucking them like that's literally the only time I want to see people I don't want to like interact with people I don't want to chit chat with people like I'm a complete introvert my sister on the other hand is like needs to be around people and so when she was quarantining like it was affecting her mental health like she was like I'm gonna die of loneliness like you said Michelle
2: Wow. and I was like
0: okay why don't we move in together or do something and she's like yeah yeah why don't we buy a house because the interest rates right now are so low and nobody's buying houses this was like peak quarantine when everybody was freaked out remember when we were like wiping our groceries down with Lysol wipes like this is when this was happening and she's like I am gonna lose my mind if I don't like see someone and I'm like let's live together and she's like let's buy a house together I'm like bitch you're the one with the good credit okay <laughs> so we bought a house together and we moved in. And she basically decided to become a single mother by choice because bitch was approaching 40 and she was like, My eggs are dusty and old, and I don't have a partner, and I don't have the time to find one. So she went to a this doctor. This was all a
2: scam. This was all yes, on purpose. She I know. Paid she, you.
0: I'm telling you, she catfished me. The, bitch the can't house, fish
2: everything.
1: Me. Oh my God. It's it's not like you bought the house. Like it takes a minute to close on a house, right? Find a house, close it takes on a, a house, minute go to through get all get the financing. Planted
2: with fucking embryos.
0: Yo. This bitch used real estate to get me to be her baby daddy. Oh my god, she's a legend. I love her. So she like fucking like got me to like buy this house with her and pay half the mortgage. And meanwhile, unbeknownst to me, I did know, obviously I did know, but I didn't think it was going to take that quickly. This bitch was going to a fertility clinic and having a doctor like splooge with a turkey baster up her hoo-ha. Unbeknownst to either one of us, that first... Turkey baster fucking hit. You know hit. how
2: hard it is for the first turkey baster to hit at 40?
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I knew she was wow. planning on doing this, but to me it was all like pie in the sky. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in like luck, a couple of luck. years.
2: Or never. Yeah, exactly.
0: Good luck. In a couple of years, it'll take. Like, it'll take you a bunch of tries. You hear these stories. Like, women are like,
1: oh my God, I had to try 25 times. Yeah, and you probably thought you'd be back on the road exactly. by the time this happened. Exactly. Like, and all now of I'm, it. Oh, like, all... it's a house.
0: With this fucking fetus that I cannot evict.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so wait. So she gets knocked up. What month is this?
0: This is... I don't know I'm bad at math all I know is the baby came in May of 2021 that's all I know
2: oh my god so this is early pandemic we're literally talking like August are you like having to be like pseudo husband while she's pregnant is she like yes like doing chores taking care of her
0: yes because then she was like look I'm not like I'm just gonna use this house as an investment property with you you can live in the house and like get a roommate or whatever you need to do like just have the house on your own I'm gonna move back to San Francisco the second she gets pregnant I I'm fine. I'm going to go back to like she falls asleep like mid conversation. Her first trimester hit her like a fucking Mack truck like she was
1: out she wasn't going she anywhere was down she wasn't... for the count no she was like helen can you rub my feet and can you hold back my hair as i puke exactly
0: and meanwhile i'm like ew like i never wanted to be a mother i'm the least paternal person i'm like this ratchet bitch that just goes on the road and lands in kansas city and tries to find dick and vagina like what can were i were
1: you in the delivery room the delivery room was our house What the fuck? Why? She had a home birth. Had a
0: home birth. Like she's this hippy dippy bitch. She wants to have a home birth. Not a home birth, but she was gonna go to a midwife, like like a birthing center. Was
1: part of it the pandemic and not wanting to go to the hospital, or was it it mostly just because she wanted to
2: have a home birth? No, part of
0: it was the pandemic because we know she and I both know people who caught COVID while giving birth.
2: Yeah, I don't blame her for wanting to stay out of the hospital. Michelle and I are both crunchy fucking wellness woo-woo people. So like doula, mm. midwife stuff, I can totally vibe mm. with. The thing with home births is I always just get paranoid about like what if something goes wrong, especially at her yes. age. You know what I mean? She's not yeah, a young And, and shit went mom. wrong. Shit
0: went wrong. Shit went wrong. Oh so shit, like, what happened? First happen? of all, birth center is literally two blocks from my house. It's so close that you could walk. The original plan, like this is how crunchy this bitch is, my sister. She's like, I'll walk over there when the contractions start. I'm like, okay, psychopath. And and then I learned like you're supposed to walk like contractions usually last like all yeah, day and walking yeah. like they make you walk in the hospital to like loosen up whatever like to let the baby know like hey it's time to come out. So I was like okay that's your plan like it's literally a three minute walk and she was like I'll walk over there really slowly by the time you get over there I'll be dilated on. Like, None of that happened. She had her first contractions at like in the middle of the night and finally like at 8 a.m. she woke me up she's like I think it's time. She's like it's not time to go over it's too early just call the midwives and let them know this is happening. So the midwives come to her house, they take one look at her vagina and they're like, oh bitch, you ain't going nowhere. You are stuck here. Oh my you are dilated no. as fuck. You're not walking. You're not taking a car. You not going anywhere. So I'm like, oh great. Now you're gonna have a baby in our fucking brand new house that we just did the floors. <laughs> Anyway, so we're, like, all out in the living room. And there's, like—and thankfully, there was, like, three midwives and a doula. Like, and our house is not that big. So, like, her room is packed with women, like, professionals who know what the fuck they're doing. And I'm like, okay, this bitch does not need me in the room. Forget it. Like, so I'm in the living room, and I hear, like, "Uh," uh—like, I don't even hear— You know you see movies and women are screaming their heads off? I don't hear any of that. I just hear, like, uh— And I'm like, all right. It sounds like she's in discomfort. So I peek open the door just to ask if anybody needs water. And I literally see a fucking head come out. And I'm like, (gasps) what the fuck? So, I caught the birth by accident. Like, that's how, like, that's what a baller my sister is. She wasn't even screaming her head off. Like, she's literally ejecting a human being out of her pussy. And she's not even hollering. She's just going, huh. Huh? oh my god and Who,
2: it's like so woman? quiet do you have a niece <laughs> or a nephew at the end of the day
0: i have a nephew and he's adorable and he's so cute and so sweet and so much personality which is great he's not boring which is what which was what i wanted
1: oh my god how could he be with you as his I mean, aunt slash co-parent i
2: mean and we're gonna jump into this we're gonna take a quick break but i want to come back and i want to talk about how you go from being a roommate to a parent overnight we're back and Helen, (laughs) I want to get into, you got bamboozled into purchasing real estate with your sister. So we bought the house in in August, 2020. We had the baby in May, 2021. And is your sister and that baby still living with you? They are on the other side of this wall.
1: (laughs) What have you found to be like the most challenging part of being a co-parent for somebody who like didn't aspire to have kids? Everything. I
0: mean, <laughs> everything is hard. Like they. Well, and
2: what is your role? Are you like a like like this is my question? I'm the dad. Like I get that she's your really like you're like fully involved. Like are you up for feedings? Are you changing diaper? You're oh, involved. Oh,
0: a hundred percent. I have changed so many shitty diapers. I have given so many bottles. I have like got up in the middle of the night. I have like put the baby down. Like putting the baby down is like an epic hard. Like I didn't know when parents would be like, ugh, I gotta put the baby down or like I'm sorry Helen I can't meet you for dinner because it's, it's like it's night night time for the baby and I'm like what kind of fucking life are you living like I was so and now you get judgy it. and now I fully get it like Putting a baby to sleep is the hardest thing I've ever done. Like, it's it's like passing the bar exam or like getting into med school. Not that I've done either one of those things. But like, it is so goddamn hard. Putting a child down, because babies, for some reason, they never want to go to sleep, and they're like, I'm awake, bitch. I like being awake, and fuck you for trying to make me go to sleep.
2: Do you know what I fucking love about this? Everyone who has a kid, I don't know what happens, but something chemically or biologically, happens where their bodies because they wanted the child that they're like there's more love in me than I've ever known before and now we have a person who is like I am living this life and I don't want it and I didn't want it and let me tell you what it's really fucking like (laughs) and The propaganda of the human race that has been spread throughout for fucking 500 bazillion years is being dismantled on messy situations right now.
0: I am telling you that is exactly right, and thank you for characterizing it so clearly. Like, I am, I never wanted a kid. I never planned for a kid. I had an abortion when I was 25, which I'm proud to talk about because of, like, all the shit that's going on with abortion right now. We need to, like, shout at all the women who have had them need to shout their abortions because now's the time to talk about it like everybody's had one we know nobody wants to talk about it but guess what we need to start talking about it i joke on stage now like i would drop kick a baby to get my own tv show you know what i mean like i am holly i am hollywood through and through i will drop kick all of you fucking every baby i would drop kick every baby give me a marvel movie and i will drop kick all the babies like that will be my job and i will like it
1: just goes to show you know there's really no vetting for parents you know anybody anybody can be one no it
0: sucks it sucks every everyone is like
1: parents rarely admit you know, other than being sleep deprived, they rarely admit no, like how it's fucking horrible. It's it can horrible, be
0: horrible. It's painful. It's torture. The moments of like, oh, it was worth it are like one in every one million moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, are there any that stick out?
0: It's like the kid at one point loved baths. He loved baths. He loved getting into the bathtub and it was like adorable and we would like and he'd like love splashing around in the water. We're like, this is so cute. Oh, suddenly so cute. suddenly, one day, we don't know what happened, the baby's like, fuck baths. Fuck <laughs> baths. Water is water is lava. And how dare you try to put my stanky ass into a bath. Fuck both of you. <laughs> I'm going to use all of my might, which is shocking how much muscle tone I have for being a 14-month-old. I'm going to splash water on you. I'm going to splash water on you. I'm going to get water all over the bathroom floor. I'm going to use all my body. I'm going to try to drown myself, you fucking assholes. And it's like, why? Why? You used to love baths literally yesterday, and today you woke up and decided that water is lava, you fucking little shit yeah it's yeah
2: and what, what i think is interesting and where i think the nuances here is when i asked you about your nephew your first words were he's funny and he's personality and he's, he's cute awesome. and he's adorable and he's awesome, he's awesome but he's also a fucking him. nightmare yes. He's yes also a fucking yes. nightmare i yes. feel like this is where the conversation is of like you can like him and love him and there are things but the day-to-day is a fucking uh. grind
0: it's horrible. It's horrible. And like, it's true. Like, I don't have a biological connection. Like, the baby did not gestate in me. The baby did not come out of my body. The baby did not breastfeed. I don't have genetic material. I have loose genetic material because, like, I'm the aunt. So there's some genetic material. But not, like, it's not 50% my genes that went into this baby. So it, it really is more intellectual. Like, the raw emotion of having a child is st- something that I don't have. And so for me, it's like 100 percent intellectual where I'm like okay I have to keep this baby alive because I love my sister and she really really wanted this baby and she's alone she doesn't have a partner yeah. that I'm like I know this monster is hell on earth but I'm gonna keep it alive because I have to
1: do you also have to pay for your nephew like are you on the hook no, financially no, too i
0: no, I I'm not. And my sister is really good about that stuff. Like I've been demonizing my sister obviously, but we have a relationship that makes me not want to be like fuck you bitch, you're on your own. Like we're very yes. very close and she's my favorite person on earth and that's the only reason why I'm doing all this. And she is really good about that. Like I'm not on the hook financially at all. Like I pay half the mortgage and that's it. Anything baby related, she's paying.
1: It sounds like you've, you know, worked this out brilliantly. I don't want to throw in this like huge thing at the end, but I feel like we have to acknowledge what a fucking hero you are. Okay. Because- Because in addition to just co-parenting your sister's kid you also had a health crisis during this whole thing I have to bring it up because it's insane that you weathered all of this while you were dealing with your own health crisis which you are now through thank you
0: thank you well this is the other reason why my vagina has been dusty af is because I had breast cancer in October of this past year I had I had breast cancer and thank God, it was stage zero. My tumor Thank was God. really, really tiny and I caught it really, really early. By the way, I caught it because of the vaccine. Can you believe it? Like, the vaccine Wait, saved what? my ass. Because,
1: it's, because it caused your lymph nodes to swell. Exactly. And then they took a second look. That's exactly right. Yeah, so this was a thing that was happening. I was hearing about this all the time, where people were getting the vaccine, and it was causing, you know, the reaction was causing lymph nodes to swell, yes. like, in particular, like, around the breasts. Yes. And so a lot of women were getting called back from their, you know, annual um, mammograms.
0: mammograms
1: because, like, suspicious things showed up, and it turned out it was just, like, swollen lymph nodes can be, you know, a sign of cancer. That is exactly Exactly so that's what happened interesting. To me. That that's what so happened. the vaccine oh, wow. saved my life
0: in a way that was not even related to COVID. Isn't that crazy? So I got the vaccine. That I, is like crazy. shortly after I got the vaccine, I felt this hard round marble. And Kane, going back to your experience, this is so important for your listeners. Like, do not ignore the shit with your health like Kane found this thing on his hand I found this hard round marble in my armpit. It's so easy to just be like eh it's nothing it'll go away. Eh, Ignore that shit. You cannot ignore that shit. Get it checked out because in my case the hard round marble turned out to be an inflamed lymph node that just went away in three weeks but because I got it checked out I found my breast cancer like accidentally.
1: At such an early stage that might not have been detected otherwise wow. That's exactly right
0: and they were like Helen you're at stage zero you're too is the size of a thumbnail right now you would never have felt it you wouldn't have felt it for months maybe years and by that time it would not have been it would not have been stage zero it would have been stage two or three you know the goal is to catch your cancer at stage zero so you can just pluck it out and then you're done which is what happened to me so I basically found this tiny tiny tumor in one of my breasts and it was cancerous and they were like oh do you want to do radiation do you want to do chemo I was like I'm gonna stop you right there I want the Angelina Jolie special to me. Give me them new titties.
2: Hey? Yes. Man, we love new titties. These
0: girls turned on me? Get the fuck out. They're evicted. Evicted. <laughs> Oh yeah, I got my old titties taken out and I got brand new titties put in like a la Angelina Jolie. And this is also one of the reasons why my vag has been dusty is like I am a little self-conscious about my new boobies because I have these big scars.
1: No, you need to take those I mean, out take for, for a, a ride, you know? Oh <laughs> yeah, take them for a <laughs> spin. somebody wants to motorboat them or like do yeah. something. Well, like, upgrade? Yeah. The
2: upgrade?
0: They didn't let me. They didn't what? let me.
1: They wouldn't let you go bigger. No, believe me,
0: I was bullshit about it. I was like, so what are we talking? Are we talking triple F's? Are we talking triple G's? Like, what are we talking? And they're like, whoa, slow your roll, bitch. A double mastectomy, a complete double mastectomy, which is what I had, is very different from a breast augmentation. Where a breast augmentation, they're leaving the breast tissue and they just put an implant in under the existing breast tissue. Whereas a complete double mastectomy, they take out everything and all they leave is the skin. Like the thinnest fabric of skin is all they leave. So they can't go bigger. Otherwise, you
1: stretch the skin and damage the skin. Did you go to that extreme because you just wanted to not have this in the back of yes. your mind? You just wanted to be extra, extra exactly. careful? And my
0: mom had breast cancer five years ago. And she had a lumpectomy with radiation. It was a nightmare. She had to go to the doctor every other day. Like every other week. She had to get a radiation therapy. It was like fucking with her brain. She had brain fog. It's always hanging over your head. She's It's always hanging over her head. She has to be on hormone therapy for the rest of her life. And I asked her, I was like, why didn't you get a double mastectomy? She's like, they didn't give that to me as an option. You know, my mom like barely speaks English and like didn't have an advocate for her because she for reasons that we won't get into didn't tell
2: us that she had breast cancer until like when after. parents do that shit by the way that is like a whole all the time thing. The they do it all the time hiding their health stuff
0: they're like we just didn't want to scare
1: you which is beside the point of having kids aren't they supposed to be there to take care of you thank when you're you. sick
2: isn't that part of it thank <laughs> you that's the whole point shit. everyone pulls that shit It's
0: maddening, and especially for my parents, because they don't speak English that well. They can't advocate for themselves in a medical situation. So they just went in blind, and they were like, oh, we're going to protect our kids. We don't want to scare you guys and freak you out and, like, worry you, and you're going to fly out here for no reason. So my mom did not have a health advocate, and her doctor didn't tell her that getting a double mastectomy was an option. Because afterwards, I was like, bitch, you're 70. You don't need them titties. Like, what do you need them titties for? Like, just... (laughs) Cut him out! Like why? Why didn't you get a double mastectomy? She's like a what? I'm like, oh my God, mom, are you fucking Well, you
1: me? strike me as like an all or nothing kind of woman. Yeah, like, and you I was just like, like, go for it. The
0: second I got that diagnosis, I was like, I'm going to stop you right there. Cut these bitches out. If they're going to turn on me, they're fucking evicted. And I want big old fake ones. And they were like, how about medium sized fake ones?
1: Oh my God, Helen, this was so much Thank fun. You. I'm just sitting here, like jaw on the floor between you two and your messy situations that you've overcome, so messy. Pain soon to overcome. You're so much fun. I can't wait to. To check out your special, you. well hung. Everybody, check it out on Amazon I'm Prime.
2: If I, if I, I'm going to literally watch it tonight. I'm so excited. It was Yay. so great to have, totally, to get totally to talk to you. And thank you for sharing your mess with us. And we will talk to you again Can soon. Posted on
1: when you dust off the vagina too. Oh, we really oh, yeah. I will. We're we're we very, would love to very... do a
2: mini episode when you come back. let yeah, us Yeah, we're do a very mini
1: invested. Episode. You know what? I'm going to live. I'm yeah. going to live
0: tweet it. I'm going to live tweet when I Perfect. when I like fuck again.
2: Start an OnlyFans. Monetize that shit. <laughs> no free content. True, true. Oh, it was All great right. to talk to you. Have Thank a you for night. having me. Messy
1: Situations is a production of Lola Media and is produced and engineered by Riley McCaskill with assistant producer Mesh Lacani.